Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's been pushed. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Southside Sox Estrogen Power Hour. Hey, we have a song now. <laughs> That's a theme song. <laughs> Brought to you by Casio. It is. Casio bought it off eBay. Fantastic. Ah. I love the, um, the, the stickers. Uh, I got to keep track of the keys because I don't know them. I don't think I would too. I don't think I would too. But anyway, they had actual like names on a piano. I thought it was just the sound. (laughs) I'm tone deaf, so I don't know anything. They have a, they have, I don't know real music, but they have like, I have like children's letters on this because I'm not smart at music. Musical alphabet, which I keep getting uh, confused with like DNA sequence. regular alphabet? It's, it's like A-G-C-T, A-G-C-T. Um, but no, but no that, that, that's like the human genome, not not music. Um, Are yeah. you sequencing genomes now, Janice? Like, <laughs> Are you a scientist? Yeah. A, li- a library scientist. Library scientist? What the fuck? Way to hold out on us. A mad I've li- been going to you for medical advice. Uh, I probably would not do that. Um, most of my medical advice would just usually involve, um, yeah, just, just telling you to rub some dirt in it or uh, just a, I don't know. I, I don't fashion way. I don't, I don't want to say pull yourself up by the bootstraps. That That's yeah, a, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it off. Pretty bad. Um, we'll edit that out. I'm so sorry that I was too drunk to join you ladies uh, for the last estrogen power hour. Uh, I, I promise that I am not as drunk. So please introduce yourself. Even though everybody, yeah, we all did it last time. It's your turn now. Oh shit! Okay, 
Uh, hi, uh, I'm Janice. I'm one half of the Northside Sox podcast. Um, dang, what else do I do? Um, uh, I, I hit dingers. Um, I, I don't. I don't really. She did. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a writer at Southside Sox. I contribute uh, uh, just uh, occasionally. Uh, I mostly do work on NBC Sports Edge, uh, just giving you all of your fantasy baseball info. So uh, all all those, you're very welcome. All of the (laughs) blurbs on players, uh, that that is all me. Or or sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's not me. Uh, So I had to cover uh, the Cubs and Padres game yesterday. I covered also uh, the Pirates and Royals game yesterday. That was a hot That was a barn burner. (laughs) The Pirates and the Royals, woo! Uh, yeah, the Brewers and Tigers, Brewers and Tigers. That was a slugfest, man. Like, like, like everyone hit a home run. Like, like, like all, all three of you hit home runs yesterday in the, in the Brewers Pirates games. Like you might not know it, but like, y'all homered. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally did it. Congratulations, Keelan. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I didn't even homer when I played softball. That's pretty amazing for me. Yeah, yeah, totally. I know you, you hit a home run. You didn't, you didn't know it. Um, so yeah, uh, Eric Lauer's ERA is just astronomical right now. It's definitely up there. Um, but yeah, uh, that's essentially what I do. I've contributed to baseball prospectus. I've contributed to, uh, dang, what else? Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, so, uh, Janice yeah. is here to make us legit. Thank um, you, Janice. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm just everyone's, I guess, like semi-drunken auntie right now. I'm just over here, just uh, with my wine glass full of this uh, Chip Lips lager. Um, I'm always impressed by people who have wine glasses because I'm like, that's pointless. I'll just drink it out of the bottle. (laughs) Coffee mug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, really. (laughs) Apparently, we had a, a bunny sighting in our front yard. Oh, a baby. And tonight's guest. A bunny. <laughs> yeah, the bunny in Colleen's front yard. Because I do not live in the <laughs> suburbs. I actually live in a forest preserve. That's cool. Remember the one. Congratulations. Let's ask the bunny what its opinion of Jake Lamb is. Like, like, say, like, um, what does the bunny feel? Uh, Jake Lamb's purpose is on the White Sox. Uh, <laughs> I imagine the bunny will not have nice things to say about Jake Lamb on the White Sox. Is this the bunny really speaking? Are you like a proxy? <laughs> I'm, the bunny? A proxy. I'm the bunny whisperer. If Can your translation be trusted? No. Okay, fair I enough. I was never I I was good at Spanish, but I forgot it all because I don't <laughs> use it. I can swear though, so me. <laughs> I'm sorry about my dog. She's demanding attention. <laughs> I thought okay. that's <laughs> <laughs> well it is i think the toy was a bunny at some point but she pulled some of the legs off mm, it's a good dog uh, all right to the bunny uh the bunny is no longer with us uh colleen's dog killed the bunny um so. way to go comiskey no opinions about jay clam yeah comiskey has no opinions about jay clam like he is preparing dark she is preparing for her future in the outfield by letting tennis balls hit her in the face Mm. So, not great. Can Comiskey play right field? Asking for a friend. Well, I mean, anybody can play right field. Anybody? Anybody Anybody can play right field. Have we played? Have we played in right field? In the MLB? Any of us? Oh, 
No. We, yeah. Anybody can play right okay. field, though. That's I got it. put the duds in Little League. They put them in right field. Dud zone. I saw somebody today on the internet that's full of facts say that playing right field isn't that different than playing left field. Can I gather your opinions on that? Yes, uh, they are different. I'm going to say different just mainly because uh, left field is not right field. Uh, so, so that is, that is <laughs> yes. my scientific opinion right there. Also, if we want to do the whole like professional baseball opinion-y type thing, technically I think more hits go to left field than to right field. So left fielders have to be marginally better than right fielders. That's, That's true. why all the duds go in right field. Sorry, Adam Eaton, you're done. I don't like you. Are you sorry? Because I'm not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, and the, that, it, that is true, uh, which uh, brings me to the point is sort of like, uh, uh, why uh, has Eloy Jimenez been in left field? I, I, I don't understand why, why he's ever played left field. I don't understand that either. Like, he has no, and I love Eloy, I really do, but he has no sense of like, where the wall is yeah yes general (laughs) lack of self-awareness I think um I I feel as if Eloy really needs to get in tuned with his own body um yeah he's kind of like a a newborn baby deer trying to run or like (laughs) have you seen the newborn giraffes at the zoo Mm -hmm. yeah just kind of like fall over yeah 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 definitely kind of going into baby giraffe territory there um Just mainly because, just as a rough comparison, I mean, uh, your main your main Mercedes, I, f- I feel as if has much more um, like bodily awareness on the base paths than, than like Eloy has in left field. Uh, your main knows his limits, like he definitely knows what he's capable of, uh, and and he knows he has limitations. Yeah. Uh, Eloy does not, uh, so I know that's a rough comparison. Uh, I mean, your main did play left field for like one game um, last year during. Uh, spring summer training uh summer camp I about that yeah 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 uh and, and he made a pretty excellent catch too uh he dove uh, to catch a ball and he made the catch successfully um which leads me to uh yeah uh your mean uh playing a defensive position uh at the same time kind of makes me cringe but at the same time it's like uh it, not being a defensive player has pretty much kept him from yeah. being yeah. called up and like making major leagues. Well, and it puts him kind of like at risk too at some point, I guess, to be bye bye when he's worth enough, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, and here's the thing like, I think we talked about this last time is like there's certain positions that are kind of plug and play, and like a catcher is not one of them. Um, but there's a reason that a lot of like former catchers become first basemen because there's like not a lot of movement that goes into it like you really just step on the base and catch the ball and do some other you know functional things but it's not like having to have the same mechanics as like being a third baseman or a shortstop or any of that so maybe he could I mean we're kind of rich in third in first baseman right now which is how we ended up with Andrew Vaughn in left field right uh He's been fantastic in left field, by the way. I, I, I think that's kind of a really pleasant surprise from the season that uh, Vaughn has 
not sucked in left field and just yeah. further cemented yeah. that Eloy Jimenez cannot return to left field under any mm-hmm. circumstances. Like, yeah, but I still see double wrap. I still see only people trying to like argue that and I'm like is that really a good idea have we not learned and it's okay to like that's the one good thing that I'll continuously bring up is I am surprised at how many people have kind of like been able to step up and step into the occasion like a few months ago we were like oh shit and now it's like okay we're going so it is like when people start returning from injuries who is gone yeah that's a good problem to have yeah, really. But I, I kind of falling on the side of like, I think Larry's going to be the one who's gone because ultimately, like, everyone else is everyone else has kind of proven their worth a little better. And just because we're affectionate towards him for being on the team the longest, doesn't mean he automatically gets to stick around. Right, right, right. So, so he is the longest tenured member of the White Sox, um, next yeah. to Tim Anderson. But yeah, um, all the people who are saying that Billy Hamilton should uh, go are wrong. Um, they can yeah. they, they can just sit there in their wrongness. Yeah, <laughs> wrong. Uh, <but laughs> other than that, uh, once uh, Eloy and uh, Luis Robert come back, uh, yeah, it, it's it's all um, yeah. Leori is, is certainly, um, yeah. I mean, I I've gone on the record before saying that I'm totally over Leori and then he gets some sort of clutch, like two out, um, a hit and just knock some runs in. Uh, so he'll totally make me foolish after this podcast. Like, <laughs> okay. well, and like Tony keeps putting him in these positions where like they're high pressure situations and he's not performing, like stop fucking having him pitch hit. He can't do it. You know, like these are not situations he, he should be in because he, he's not a power hitter. Right. I don't know what the fuck he's doing at the plate half the time. Like we're, I think we've talked about it before. Like he's finds himself in these like positions where it's like two outs and everybody's on and runners in scoring positions and he strikes out. It's like, yeah, he, he doesn't do. How do you keep, yeah. How do you keep ending up here? <laughs> like does someone have a fucking monkey paw? Like what is going on? <laughs> <sighs> yes <laughs> that is the yes. secret <laughs> all of the above <laughs> everything you just said is correct just in the game the other day so uh tony decided to opt for leori uh, just mainly because he really wanted a left-handed bat to go against a uh, karen Jack. Um, and that did not go well at all um no lefty righty's bullshit i'm sorry like i'm sorry i have many controversial Baseball opinions. One of them is that lefty righty is bullshit. It is an outdated metric that people rely way too heavily on. And I'm going to get yelled at a lot about it. I mean, bitey calling time. Um, argument over platoon splits like especially if you're trying to make a case for a player uh so uh, adam angle for instance who's returning pretty soon so uh yeah he's had seasons where he's had negative splits uh so yeah. he, he hits right-handed pitching and like like incredibly well uh so i i think it's really more so uh temporal uh so th- there are instances where lefty righty like does matter there are instances where it really doesn't uh but i'm with you there colleen uh, I-, I feel as if um 
yeah, especially old school baseball relies a little too heavily on that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, there's a lot more nuance to it than everyone thinks. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's a fun matchup to fall back on. It's like, Oh look, the white Sox hit left-handed pitchers really well. It's comforting. Sometimes it's really cool. Um, as a left-handed person, I personally take offense to it. (laughs) Uh, just, just sure my mom does too. I'll have to ask her. Yeah, so it, it, it it's just really uh, awful on on behalf of all Southpaws. Uh, I'm I'm offended actually that the White Sox just hit lefties well. Um, until well, and it's like the old school thing where they used to try and make everybody who was left-handed they wanted to make you a pitcher because mm-hmm. the the thinking was being a lefty you were going to be a better pitcher because it wasn't that common. It was harder to hit lefties, and you know that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, and that's why we see a lot of like switch hitters right now, because, you know, it was supposed to make you a better player, but then we, you know, it doesn't actually matter. You can, if you're a good hitter, you're going to hit whoever. It's just you're a decent hitter. You're going to hit whoever. Right. right. It's it's only because it's, it's really something different that that, that's the only, um, I, I guess, uh, change it brings to it. So like when I was growing up playing little league, uh, they actually had me throw right-handed, uh, which is child abuse, uh, mainly <laughs> because there were no left-handed gloves available. So I, I had to throw right-handed. I have like, I have the, like scissors. Yeah, yeah, precisely, precisely. So I had to adapt, uh, which was complete and utter bullshit. But uh, other than that, um, yeah, I mean, once you've got enough data, once you've got enough adjustment, uh, I mean, guys are going to figure you out sooner or later. So uh, yeah, uh, the handedness aspect of it just kind of gets lost in the wash, in my opinion. I like that Janice is all like nice and professional about it. And I'm like, let me write his <laughs> bullshit and it's dumb. Stop it. <laughs> Bunting 2.0. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. I'm not kidding you. This weekend, my parents were over and we were watching the game. Somebody set up to bunt and I was like, ah, bunting so dumb. And my mom looks at me. She's like, why do you hate bunting so much? And my dad even was like, bunting stupid. Nobody should do it anymore. I was like, ha ha. <laughs> Here's a 65-year-old man who agrees with me. That is pretty amazing. I think he asked you because of genetics, but still. But he's older, so there you, like, he's not, like, old. He could go by the old school way of doing it. Well, and my dad even, like, busts out. He's like, you know, there's data now that proves that you lose so many runs and blah, blah, blah. Look at that. Look at you. He's like, data, 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 data. Yeah, exactly. What do you think? (laughs) Yes, <laughs> on fan grips. I think they talked. They probably talked about it on Waddle and Sylvie and heard it. <laughs> like that's really what it was. Okay, so about this whole Waddle and Sylvie thing. So my head is so far up my ass that I was completely just unaware of of, of what happened. So apparently, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, apparently, they were thinking that the Cubs are basically the feel good story of the year. Um, so they said the Cubs were the better story. What? Um, no, <laughs> I am highly no. biased, but no. Full disclosure: I'm not listening to, to entertain the idea that the Cubs are a good story, but a no. better story. Hmm. I, I mean, I'm not so sure about that. They're giving all everybody away. I they don't deserve to be doing well. Yeah, especially after their big <laughs> salary dump over the offseason, yeah. where they essentially yeah. just sent uh, you Darvish over to yeah. Diego. Without and, telling him first. 
Mm-hmm. They didn't and deserve that- you, Darvish, because no. that team fucking hated him, and the fans hated him. So they don't. And it's like, it's like the Chris Bryant philosophy. If you hate him, you don't get to have him. Yeah, you hate Chris Bryant. Tough shit. You don't get to have him anymore. Yeah, Give him to the Padres too. Yeah, I was <laughs> no. also upset about uh, on how. Um, uh, so so uh, so I live in Evanston. Uh, you Darvish had a house in Evanston too. And not too yeah. far away from where I live, actually. So, uh, so he built he built a fence uh, to. Oh my god, this fucking fence for for for, for privacy. <laughs> and uh, at first, I was like, like, what, like, why would you do that? Um, just mainly because back then I was dumb. But but essentially, his neighbors um, uh, complained about it, saying that uh, the fence that he built essentially just lowered the value of their million dollar properties. So I mean, like, if I was you, Darvish, I definitely would have built a fucking house around, or built a fucking fence around my house too, just mainly because, yeah, I I need that privacy, I I need that sanity. So what I'm you have an MLB pitcher living in your neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I I definitely don't want like to be looking at you, Darvish, or looking into you, Darvish's house on a daily basis. So, uh, yeah, I I, I was all for him building the fence. I was like, yeah, just just protect your sanity, protect your mental health. Um, yeah. Well, and people that live in Evanston are assholes. Yeah. Like, yeah, Janice. Oh, sorry, Janice. I feel like the a lot of the homeowners of Evanston are just like assholes about stuff. Well, I'm not like, a I, I so want to. I got you there. <laughs> I might be I a homeowner there. Be like, <laughs> I, 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 I want an apartment <laughs> like any other scum of the earth, okay? Like. <laughs> But I, like, I feel like people in Evanston get like hoity-toity really, and, and just really yeah. over their neighborhoods. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally yeah. familiar. They have There's, reparations really, now, yeah. <laughs> which was impressive. That's different. Yeah, they, they do when they don't. Um, so to go on, off on a brief tangent, reparations in Evanston are kind of bullshit in the sense that all right. So there's like there are like two dispensaries that are in Evanston right now, and so um, some of the taxes are supposed to go towards reparation. However, in order to be eligible for reparations, you have to prove that you have been racially discriminated against, which is like in Evanston. That shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Like, first of all, why would you have someone go through that? I mean, if someone, yeah. like, 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 just assume that they've been discriminated against in some point in their lives. And also, too, um, so in order to be eligible for reparations, you have to have um, uh, lived in Evanston around the time uh, redlining uh, took place. But that's like 1960, 1965. So, uh, yeah, th- th- that's oh a small portion of the population. And when you take an, into consideration how much money they have towards reparations, it's about roughly, uh, I want to say it's about roughly a million dollars. Uh, so if you take into consideration oh. the amount of people who are eligible for reparations, um, it, it, it's a lot. So essentially each person is getting roughly like, like 500 bucks, less than that. Woo-hoo! Here you go. <laughs> Jeez. So it's like every time I get an email about like there's been this settlement with Yahoo about selling data, you can sign up for the class action yeah. and get five dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's exactly what it's like. So I would pump the brakes before we pat Evanston on the back for saying that yeah. reparations are a thing. I feel like it was very PR y. Yeah, know, look what we did. Yeah. yeah. It's a it was. it was definitely an a, 
a move that was like, Hey, just, just like, look at, look at us, look what we did. And I mean, like, like maybe it's a step in the right direction, but it, it, it's not really good enough. It, it's not yeah. like true reparations. Yeah. So. It feels very like Beverly ish. Like that's some shit Beverly would do. They'd be like, look, reparations. <laughs> it, it's you very, can't have apartment very, building. Here's here. a free butterball turkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. It, it's very performative and uh, it kind of also deflects from the fact that there are no black owned dispensaries in Illinois, which definitely needs to change. So uh, cannabis equity, uh, like here I am on a podcast about the White Sox talking about cannabis equity. <laughs> But, cool. Uh, we can do what we want. That, it's something that I feel very strongly about. So. Yeah, especially considering like the people who have been imprisoned. Yeah, any Consider- drug crimes really. Who have been incarcerated, you know, because of you know possession of marijuana and whatnot, or selling so, it since it's legal now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. precisely, precisely. Uh, so th- there's definitely plenty of work to be done in the future. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, y'all want to talk about the problems? We were talking about Waddle and Sylvie. Oh shit! To get us back on track with baseball, although it doesn't matter. Talk about Pride. Uh, Pride. We can talk about Pride. Fuck Waddle and Sylvie. Pride is much better than Waddle and Sylvie weird drama. Precisely. But anyway, Socks in the basement got mad about it or something. Right. Happy Pride to those who celebrate. I hope all of you celebrate. Like you should be celebrating, you know, even. And to those who don't celebrate, go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. Cheers. Cheers. So how cool was it to see Liam Hendricks as the face of White Sox pride? It was pretty cool. I fucking love him. Oh my God. I can't like everything that comes out of like, he's such a weirdo. First of all, and like I love him, <laughs> he, like, he is weird. Yeah, but in such, like my wife, yeah, he's like the good kind of weirdo, not like the Trevor Bauer kind of weirdo. Where it's like <laughs> we don't know where you were on January sixth. We know where Liam Hendricks was, but like when he told, like him telling Rick Hahn, like I'm like a peacock. Like all right, go weird Australian dude. I love you, and like him being the face of Pride is just so fun. He's yeah. Oh, is he? I can remove this briefly. Yeah, Crystal, let me show you. Oh, the, the pen is ah. <laughs> The pen is mighty. I spent $10 on that just so I could put it on my wall because I'm... On I'm the framer on the Sun Times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm both. So, so essentially when we're talking about... Um, like diversity and inclusion. Uh, so, so in the post that the White Sox made, they essentially were talked about how diversity and, and, and inclusion were very important values to the White Sox. And uh, yeah, um, a- as we've interacted and seen on Twitter, the White Sox and baseball in general do have a lot of uh, uh, gay, lesbian, bi, uh, trans, uh, queer, um, uh, questioning and above uh, the plus sign right there, uh, fans. <laughs> So, uh, having, uh, being uh, friends with a lot of the LGBTQ plus community, uh, a lot of them have told me that many a times they, like, they don't feel welcome, uh, in baseball states, or they don't feel as if they, they're included. So, uh, what do you guys think, uh, in particular would help, uh, say MLB kind of make these fans a lot more comfortable? So... Here's my feeling about stuff like pride and pride being treated by like things like major league baseball 
where there are no out players. There are no out players that are playing. There are no out coach. This isn't like the WNBA where everyone's like, everyone's getting, yeah, yeah, everyone's out and who fucking cares, you know, or like women's soccer. And I think that's a, I mean, that's a big problem across all of men's sports, but like, it's great that they want to do stuff for pride, but is it more than just like Liam Hendricks with a shirt saying love is love? Like, yeah. Are you, what are you guys doing? Are you donating to LGBTQA plus causes? Are you, is it more than just like, we put some rainbows on shit. Here you go. Like buy it. Right. What are you guys actually doing? And I think like a lot of members of the community not they don't see themselves in baseball and that's a I mean and that's a problem across baseball in general a lot of people don't see themselves there but like you can't suddenly start having pride nights and expect people to you know get really excited about it and not think it's kind of performative it is yeah that's what I hate about the whole rainbow capitalism thing in general I mean all these brands are like oh buy this cool dove soap with a rainbow on it. But like, what are, what are you doing? Like I was actually going through my Alta catalog this month and because it was like the June catalog, they had a whole page that was just, you know, all their pride stuff, but it listed what companies were donating to where, which I was like, okay, you know what? I will actually buy from this place because they're donating to the Trevor project. Mm -hmm. Like why can't they have, you know, Oh, of course, you have our ticket sales for Pride Night are going towards this place. Or, oh, I we will this say that's going to Pride in Night. Terms, in terms of team, individual teams, like the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants are actually good about stuff. You know, like the Oakland A's have been doing Pride Night for, I don't even know how long. And a lot, and they'll like donate tickets to, you know, LGBT youth groups and, the, you know, donate money and do, they'll do a little more than just put a rainbow on shit. Yeah. So, and I think the Giants this year are, I think they're doing a little more too. So it feels like they are actually trying in a way that a lot of other teams aren't where they're just like, oh yeah, it's June. Let's put rainbows on stuff. Yeah. It's crazy to scroll through like LinkedIn or even, I mean, anything on Twitter, like any kind of corporate logo. And it's just like, it feels real skeevy. Like you guys said, performative. Um, also now you have me curious. I'm scrolling through uh Braves Twitter to see if they put anything oh. because oh, I wonder, Lord. wonder how something like that would go there. Um, just well, a huge fan base. Braves have enough problems right now. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh, it feels it's like every like- <laughs> Every episode. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I I think it's great that uh, the White Sox are, are, you know, saying something and promoting something, but the, but the, but that's really just lowest common denominator there. I mean, yeah, the bars are, the bars are place in hell. The bar is in hell. I I, I thought it was really cool that Liam Hendricks was the face of Mm -hmm. White Sox Pride. I thought it was really cool that they put a graphic out there. However, uh, I feel as if they really need to put their money where their their mouth is. There are plenty of really fantastic organizations and charities in the Chicago area. So the Howard Brown Health Center. Um, Brave Space Alliance, uh, those guys or the, the, those people don't want to, you know, just uh, slap a gender on everything. But yep, 
uh, they've been doing really great work in the community. So, uh, yeah, I, I would love to see um, just even break it out. I mean, not necessarily a pride night, but also like say trans recognition night, something like that. Yeah. Uh, just ma- just mainly to make fans feel welcome uh, just because, yeah, we've got a great community and yeah, I, I really hate to, uh, exclude anyone or make, or make anyone feel right. uncomfortable. Like it's just, these well, the Cubs don't even do it. Like they don't, I mean, the Cubs I, I, are I, in the middle of Wrigleyville. Yeah. They're boys. Yeah. Boys. Yeah. So yeah. Walking parade is two blocks from your stadium. Can you precisely, precisely yeah. the distance from, um, uh, yeah, the, 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 the Howard Brown center, which yeah. is super important. Yeah. Um, but they're also owned by the Ricketts, so we may be asking a lot here, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Even Although, pre-Ricketts, they weren't doing anything. Well, I mean, they, they, they did set up a vaccination clinic, so I, I guess, oh, like... Oh, that's so nice! <laughs> Bless their hearts! Are the players going to get vaccinated? You what? Are the players going to get vaccinated if the ah. I don't think the Cubs reached their 85% threshold. They're not. Last I knew, they have not met their 85% threshold, but that's what happens when you have a bunch of anti-vaxxers on your team and you're owned by Republicans. It's it's Eric Sogard single-handedly setting them back, I think. And Jake Arrieta. So fucking stupid. Jake Arrieta. Yeah, yeah, Jake Arrieta. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. (laughs) A healthy pack. Don't take medical advice from baseball players, guys. Just don't. (laughs) No, don't. Just don't. I think the White Sox were one of the first, right? Or, or at least like one of the earlier uh, teams to hit 85%, right? Yeah, they were at like 82%, like really quick. Yeah. And then I think I, I think they got to 85 not that long after. Mm-hmm. Precisely, precisely. I, I do remember back in the day where uh, they were announcing their vaccine PSA. And so they have the two players, the forefront that everyone like would know, like were, uh, uh, were, were pro-vaccination, Lucas Giolito and Tim Anderson. Like, of course, they're going to be pro-vaccination. Like, well, they, they yeah. actually have some sense. <laughs> yeah. Lucas Giolito is not a dum-dum and neither is Tim Anderson. You know, no, they are both very smart men. Yeah, definitely. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh my goodness. Oh, Y'all want to talk God. about how J- John Heyman sucks now? <laughs> I so my goal now, Janice, since you got blocked by him, that is my new goal. My goal Same. is to get blocked by John Heyman. I'm, I'm trying. trying. Not hard. I'm, try, I'm, not, I'm not trying hard enough, but I need to start I need to get better about it. Did he ol- did he block you because of what you commented under? Yeah, he did. He did. So, so do y'all want to get a story about how that happened? Uh, so uh, why did he even reply to you? <laughs> Just block like no. Um, so I, John, nobody cares what you have to think. Yeah, I was in Seattle vacationing last week, and so I had some time to kill um, between when I was hanging out with my friend uh, Michael Lahedo. Shout out to Mikey, you're awesome. If you're listening to this, um, miss you already, child. Yeah, he he's a beloved child. Love him so much, but. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. So, so I was sitting in a, um, a tap room, um, a craft beer tap room in Seattle and I'm two drinks in and I see just a John Heyman commenting on this ad hominem attack on Naomi Osaka, <laughs> just calling, dismissing her as being, you know, some sort of spoiled brat because she wouldn't speak to the media. And so I just told him like, uh, yeah, this take sucks. And so do you, uh, which so- is all true. So yeah, exactly. yeah, you think he'd be used to hearing that by now because I'm pretty sure people tell me sucks on a pretty regular basis. I definitely have. No lies told. So uh, he blocked me, but he replied to my tweet after he blocked me, which is sort of like, like, like what's the fucking point? What a little wiener. What a little. <laughs> so, so you need to know what he said. <laughs> Did you yes, see what he said? Someone, yeah, it? someone screenshot his reply and yeah. said. So apparently he's like, nice Ed Hominer. <laughs> like the Wilson comeback. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And, and I'm just like, uh, like, were, isn't that literally what you were just doing? Yes. So, like, like, so. And he, the, the thing is, he like, quote, retweeted that article from what is that place? Out. Greg Chase. Take. Oh, the take. Outkick. Out right. Yeah. Right. Outkick, which is like the screen of the internet. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. Just, I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, who are you, like, dropping these, like, fallacies on people, but then you're retweeting this garbage full of that. You know what? Here's my favorite part about that. In his profile, so in his Twitter profile, you know, insider at MLB Sports, the score, um, fan of NU Tennis Curb. I'm like, you're not a fan of tennis if you're shitting on Naomi Osaka. Yeah. Fuck you. Fire your ass into the sun. Racist. Um, yeah. It's just a bunch of not only just thinly veiled misogyny, but thinly veiled racism, too. And I I don't even think thinly veiled is um, the correct way. It was obvious racism, obvious sexism. Uh, Just mainly because, yeah, I mean, if she were white, then she probably would have been granted the space that she had requested, if, if we're being perfectly honest. Yeah. The whole thing, to me, felt very much like Marshawn Lynch, I'm here so I don't get fined. Like, that is exactly what it reminded me of. Yeah. Where, you know, where Russell Wilson brings, like, the cutout of Marshawn Lynch. It's like, see, he's here. Because Marshawn Lynch, very openly has an anxiety disorder and is like, I hate talking to the media. It makes it worse. It's very difficult for me. And people are fucking assholes about it. Yeah. And that, I mean, that too, as far as like racism, the way they treat him about that is terrible. And he's like super self-aware, self-aware enough to do that. And so smart and so funny. And it's very irritating to watch. Well, and like, and I love that tennis media is running around acting like they're the fucking bastions of sports reporting. Like, listen, do you really want to examine how you guys have treated minorities over the last few years? Because I'm pretty sure Serena Williams will have some thoughts yeah. about yeah. all bullshit. But they don't want to talk about it. It's just more fun to be like, Naomi Osaka is a spoiled brat because she made all this money she should sacrifice herself on the altar of tennis reporting so we can ask her dumb questions like, how does it feel to lose? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's fucking well, ridiculous. That's what pissed me off so much. I, I tweeted something out today. I don't even care to go back and look who it was that tweeted it. I don't <laughs> care. But he was talking about how she basically doesn't deserve empathy 
or asking for help because she makes so much money. And I was like, who gives a shit how much she makes? She's a human. She's allowed to go through these emotions. She doesn't owe you. Is that Piers Morgan? Because that sounds like Piers Morgan. No, No, it wasn't. It was some, I forgot his name too. And I also don't even want to say it to give him attention, but he also had praised, I think it was two NBA athletes for also speaking out about their mental health. That were men. And it's like, I'm not, everybody should be able to talk about it and everybody should be able to get the space they need. Um, Yep. Definitely the language around it was way different. Shitty. Yeah. Well, and it it all reeks of like when Prince, like, because the Royals are stupid, but like when Prince Harry and Meghan Markle did their whole interview and she talked about like, hey, all of this racist abuse I was taking made me want to kill myself, which is terrible. And instead of like examining themselves and saying, maybe this is really bad. The media was like, Oh, she's lying. Look at all her, her giant castle in Montecito, which by the way, given the option, I would live in California over London any fucking day of the week and twice on Sunday because the weather is nicer. Precisely. precisely. And the food's not disgusting. Sorry, London. (laughs) I won't be Megan Markle's like, I won't be depressed uh, about the (laughs) It'll be racist everywhere, but the weather at least will be better yeah. than somewhere else. I at least I get privacy. Bringing yeah. up the fact that uh, Naomi, Naomi Osaka has money is deflecting. Uh, just yeah. Because yep. that, that's completely irrelevant, I think, at this point. I mean, any other day I'd be like, eat the rich, whatever. But um, yeah, rich people get depression too. Uh, so... Uh, he made it seem like she was just like asking for like monetary help. And I'm like, no, she's yeah, asking no. for you to, she's just asking to fucking go fund me. She wants yeah. respect and privacy during this time. She's not saying, Oh my gosh, pay for my therapy. Yeah. Well, wasn't she literally willing to yeah. take like the fine, take a fine yeah. for not. Yeah. Attending? She paid like, the fine. Yeah. They, they find her $15,000 before she withdrew. Because she still participated in, like, the first round of the Grand Slam tournaments, and then she withdrew. And for not doing media interviews for those first rounds, they find her $15,000, and she's like, here's my pocket change. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. it is It is very similar, but different to Marshawn Lynch, the same yeah. kind of vibe. I don't know if different. they find Marshawn Lynch. They just, I think they just, did they I think, I, I think... If he hadn't appeared, appearance by David, he yeah. would have. I did. Hello, David. He got fined one time. Is that what he said? He did, yeah, he said they find him at least once, and David then he made an appearance, showing up in something. No, I'm acting in the Oh God. <laughs> well, and it, it's a little weird. No, it, there's a kill switch. In. <laughs> but yeah, it's anyway. a little. Yeah, it's a little weird that like. I know, like, they're, like, contractually obligated, but also, what a weird thing that it's, like, you have to talk to us. And then if you well, don't, yeah. you're going to get mad. It's like The bottom line is, like, black... I'm mad, salty bitch. <laughs> it's just just the fact that a lot of the times, like, that, um, a lot of these reporters think that there's some sort of obligation for players to speak to the media, so... Yeah. Uh, and there's yeah. a weird ownership aspect of it, too. Um, yeah, for sure. Yep. And that they're owed something or that, you know, I mean, I feel like professional athletes in general, yes, they make a lot of money, but also it's a, a constantly amazing to me, even within the, our white socks, like social media, how often you're like, these are people 
They yeah. are very specialized, like amazingly talented, but they're people. They still have flaws. They still have bad days, bad weeks, they still have bad feelings. months. Yes, they still have feelings. It goes back to me yesterday when people were like, oh my gosh, trade Jose Abreu. Like, what the hell was that? And I was like, it's okay. Yeah. That he's not a machine. Fine. (laughs) Yeah, you can have a bad day. He's still an amazing person. And I mean, like, I I am guilty for being like, oh, well, he kind of permissively popped up on like what have been like the third ball. But it's like, you know what? No one's perfect. No one's perfect. And I mean, like, he's human. Like we're all human. And I think like we certainly need to put into perspective when we're criticizing these players. Yep. Well, and I don't like, and I think it's fair to criticize player performance and say like, you know what you should have, like when I said about Andrew Vaughn, I'm like, why the fuck didn't you take a pitch dipshit? You know, like why would you swing on three and L after the, they walked two people in a row? Like that's just good sense. But like, to sit and to criticize a player and to go after their family is where I have a problem with it. Like when Lucas Giolito had a bad outing and people were tweeting at his dad and the Mets players have seen it a lot this year. Like James McCann. Yeah. So James McCann hasn't been having that good of a season for the Mets, which is not doing terrible, but he was in kind of like a hitting slump and whatever. People were tweeting shit at his wife. Like, come on. That's, that's no. Like, don't like, yell at the player. What do you think that's going to do? Yeah, all it's going to do is piss them off, and they'll probably delete their their account. Like, congratulations, you drove someone off Twitter. Do you want a medal for being an asshole? Like, what's Rick going to do? Yell at Lucas? You better throw a letter off. Listen, (laughs) son, or you're (laughs) grounded. Like, what the fuck? I'm going (laughs) to paddle you when you get home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, it's totally weird. Um, I think yesterday a lot of it was just more of kind of I think concern from our fan base but even some of the people how yeah. they talked about your mean it was like you know give the guy a chance they're like oh he's over he's, he's done and like no he's a rookie like, yeah yeah we're like Lots. and I said I said this last year when we gave Aloy and Jan- Janice was on the podcast with me when I said this we gave Aloy a huge contract and I said I wanted to work out of course However, the thing that I'm always concerned about is that people expect these rookies to perform right away. Like there's no adjustment period that they have to be Mike. Cause Mike Trout came up, skipped the minor leagues and was amazing because Mike Trout, I'm pretty sure was built in some factory. <laughs> like I don't have proof, but he was cloned from something because no one's that awesome on purpose. Um, but we expect these rookies to be like Mike Trout and we're expecting these rookies to have like to go eight for eight every game. And that's just yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Especially not with your mean right now where like there's all, this stuff, you know, he, a lot he of factors not hitting well. Yeah. He knows he's yeah. not hitting well. There's all of the drama with Tony and like, you can't act like none of that has an effect on him. And then, you know, He's just, like, he's probably just tired. Like, today was their first off day in, what, like, two weeks? Mm-hmm. Like, I also think, you like, give the kid a break. Yeah, it, it's a little dismissive to say that uh, Tony didn't have at least some sort of role in your mean slump. Yep. 
everything. I, I had a bunch of dumbass dudes in my mention being like, oh, well, your meme needs to adapt, blah, 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 blah. So uh, just doing some brief research on what the hell is wrong with your meme. So apparently he's having a really hard time hitting breaking balls. I believe he's hitting yeah. uh, 219 off breaking pitches. So uh, okay. essentially, like, like that's the way he's been fooled. So I'm guessing that maybe pitchers uh, are, you know, logging on to Baseball Savant and realizing that and throwing <laughs> nothing but ba- breaking shit at him. Um, yeah. But other than that. That's what scouting reports are for. Yeah, exactly. Literally what scouting reports are for. They're telling their pitchers, oh, throw a breaking ball to your mean. He's hitting 219 against it. Like. Yeah, uh, but I think the timing too is a little too coincidental as well. Yeah. Because as soon as uh, Tony called him clueless, uh, what else did he say about him? Uh, just like really awful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like he basically oh, he was a rookie. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. He doesn't know any better. He's 28. Okay. So yeah. he's consistently well in pretty much every single level of minor yep. league baseball. Yeah. He's just going to turn around because you're a Hall of Fame baseball person and call him like in Clueless. Yeah. So, that is another so thing. fucking shitty. Like, yeah. The that other thing, yeah, that shit makes me crazy. Yeah. Is that okay? So when your meme goes up to arbitration, when it's time for him to get his big payday, okay. He's a 28 year old rookie. He's like maybe lined up for maybe one big payday, uh, before say he's on the wrong side of 30. Uh, so, um, in arbitration hearings, they're going to care that he's hit like X amount of home runs. They're not going to care Mm -hmm. about how many that uh, Willans Astudio has hit. Uh, yeah. So kind of look at the discrepancy there. Uh, so you've got this 28-year-old rookie uh, from the, the Dominican Republic uh, who's been grinding all his life. And then you have Tony La Russa, a Hall of Fame baseball person who already has all of this established wealth. There's this really strange, just <laughs> not only economic disparity, but you've just also got this really strange like racial difference there. Yeah. Um, well, and then when he comes and talks yeah. about and- Andrew Vaughn in a completely like shining example, and that, I, Vaughn, but I like, was ready to burn the stadium down when he did that. <laughs> yeah, like, it was differences. Like, oh, he's grinding and he's so smart. I'm like, and he's been taking all, the back seat. I mean, he's had to take the back seat for a few years too. Like, first of all, this whole kid time, twenty two, he just graduated college like last week. Yeah, he's been grinding his whole life. Fuck you. Okay. Yeah. He didn't like no. He hit like he's not twenty eight having a run around right, the yeah. leagues in the Dominican league and the independent leagues and try and get into major league baseball. Yeah, that's who I was talking you. about. Was has been in the backseat yeah. by the way, not Andrew Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I know, but like that shit from Tony made me nuts. I'm like, yeah, no, like and all respect to Andrew Vaughn. I'm sure he's very nice and works very hard. He hasn't been grinding his whole life. His whole life is he's twenty two. Yeah, I have you know shirts older than him probably <laughs> i want that he's 20 to go through my clothes uh, <laughs> he's, young. he's like 24 yeah. i don't know how old he is but like i think he's like 20 you know, yeah 22 or 23 yeah he's like so, yeah he, he's young uh he's white uh he's probably who uh-huh. you know have access to the ability to perform well uh all his life well, they get paid the same yeah. thing too yeah. right yeah, yeah. knock on Andrew contracts. yeah yeah, then yeah. that's not a knock against him at all. I mean, I think he's fantastic, no. but just kind of the um, uh, the gaslighting there by Tony. Yeah. I, I think it, it's it's just a little a little much. Um, I will say, 
I can talk about it because it's coming out tom- tomorrow. Um, I wrote an article for Southside had been or so, Southside Fox um, about <laughs> um, the Tony's like animal shelter thing, and oh, a lot of uh, arf. There are a lot of um, similarities into how he treats yeah. people there to how he treats some of the players. A lot of the same, like, no, 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 this wasn't a thing. But then people are like, even his own daughter is like, yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, I think it's very telling that his daughter and his wife were both like, peace, not him. Yeah. I don't know if him and his wife are still married. Like, I don't know what the story there is. But yeah, I think they are. I think they are. But who knows with, you know, with anybody yeah. who knows. Yeah. yeah. I think it's very telling that the two of them were like, nope, we're, we don't want anything to do with this anymore. This is not what we wanted. This is not what the, mes- what the mission is. Yeah. And Tony's like, oh yeah, it's fine. Nothing to see. Like, he's like that fucking cop in South Park. Nothing to see here. Everything's fine. And yeah. And that's fire. exactly what it's like. Um, I mean, that is how he's handled the whole ARF situation. Um, he like blamed the issues there on coronavirus because they laid off like a third of their staff and um he's like yeah it was because of the pandemic and people have like written to him under his that like seemingly random at the time post he did on twitter they've written like no this has been going on a lot longer i worked for you like five years ago and this was going on then and like a lot of weird stuff but there's like definitely parallels into how he talks to and talks about the players uh and that so I don't know I'm I'm looking forward to reading this Keelan yeah it'll be it's such a cute story of how they started ARP and then I'm like right yeah yeah. right as an animal widely self I'm I'm like oh my god yay animal rescue I'm 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 all for that yeah and and then you just realize like all the details behind it and all of you know the weird racial undertones about how uh, just one person kept making all these coded comments and it just yeah, made- I don't want to give the dogs to black people. I'm like, what? Yeah, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't intake black cats, supposedly. That is <gasps> something that somebody that used to work there said. So I don't know that, but that's like what somebody said. They wouldn't want to take in black cats. Give me all I don't of them. No, I, I think those are the like biggest amount of strays. They're usually black cats, but still like yeah. not taking them in. So, and I know a lot of people that, Love black cats. Call them many of our friends. Hi, Archie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's, he's is Archie watching the bunny appearance on the pod? Archie, come no, speak. he's still he's still watching the bunny. <laughs> okay. Nice. I am I am madly allergic to cats. Otherwise, I would love to adopt a cat. They're pretty I solid. I'm pretty sure Comiskey thought that he was a piece of her that fell off for a long period of time, <laughs> and because like when we first got him, she just kind of followed him around. And I'm like, I think she's trying to like reabsorb him. <laughs> like, I I think she thinks he's a part of her that just like fell off one day and is just here moving around. So, yeah. no, they're buns now. <laughs> so next up on the yeah. docket, um, goodness, uh, Callaway and Ozuna. Holy <clears throat> shit! Bad, 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 bad. I, I like your notes here, Keelan. It, it, <laughs> bad, 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 bad. bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it took the angels how fucking long to fire Callaway like after they should have fired his ass right away I, I, when I you know what yeah when, when the news fired, came out I was like oh did he do something else I didn't even yeah maybe yeah. he did but I was like oh look more shit of him sending his dick to people yay I just ugh. yeah like That's the angels should have fired him a long time ago 
I mean, it, it just gets to the point where, I mean, yeah, if you're a woman that works in sports, like not only do you have to worry about, you know, generally uh, doing your job, uh, but you also have to worry about just idiot men, just perverts. Let's just call them perverts. Yeah, perverts. You know, what I mean, they're 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 still idiot men, but yeah, they're they're yes. all perverts. But perverts. <laughs> and then then you wonder when it comes to sports jobs, uh, why women don't apply, or why say they can't retain one women, and yeah. this is exactly why. I actually wonder. See, I don't think they're actually wondering that. Yeah, they know. I don't think anybody. Yeah, they know why women aren't applying and why women aren't staying. They don't fucking care. And, like, it took Kim Ng how long to be a GM? Like, she's more qualified than Rick Hahn to be a yeah, GM. She, is, she sure. was more qualified 10 years ago than Rick Like, also, like, it's not hard to be more qualified than Rick Hahn. All he did had to do was go to Northwestern. Like, I went, I, <laughs> Goodness. I'm going to Northwestern right now. Like, <laughs> clearly then I should be the GM of the White Sox. You should. You know, but like, I would like that, personally. I would be awesome. Um... <laughs> but please somebody (laughs) hire her (laughs) like women have to and women in sports we have to be better like you have to have the better qualifications you have to you know be xyz or else you're not qualified or it's going to get questioned and it's like the fact that mickey calloway stuck around for so long like the angels thought we were going to forget about it that's really what i think happened they were like oh people forget that he's here and they didn't realize that every time people played the Angels, they're like, why is Mickey Galloway still employed? Yeah, that seems to be like a really common thing. Uh, I mean, I know Crystal just went through this where she <laughs> oh, boy. posted the thing about oh. Chapman. And I mean, just, yeah, sure, that guy was a troll. But the outrage, like the things he said to you. Uh, sorry, I'm not giving enough backstory. So for anybody listening, <laughs> Crystal posted, it was something I also posted um, about. Um, it was the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, their GM saying that people would forget that Chapman, what did he, he like. The domestic he, abuser. Yeah, but he. Oh, that he gone. choked his girlfriend and then he fired a gun yeah. at her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> into a wall. Yeah, um, and that people would forget about that. Public knowledge. And nobody forgets. Yeah, people you don't want to forget that. Yeah, exactly. I always want you to forget. That's the first thing I think about. That's yes. the first thing I think about when I see him. It's like, hey, that guy's a gun enthusiast who likes to shoot at his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I get attacked. My, like, I, I was busy. I was, I think I was covered. I think I might have been doing stats or something for that game even. I don't know. I was busy doing something. Oh, no, I was writing the mascot article about Addie that will hopefully be out this week. Um, I'm so excited. I love this. Yeah, but I was like busy doing something else. So I didn't even like I tweeted it. And then I just kind of put my phone down and I was like busy doing other things. And then like my, I had my watch on still. So I get notifications and it was just like going berserk on my wrist. So I opened it up and like, I didn't even see this guy's initial comment. I just saw everybody else like attacking him. <laughs> and I was, I saw purple. Like yeah. I was livid. Well, my husband, I sent it to my husband. And I blocked the guy. Like, it was just an immediate block. I was like, I'm not dealing with this. No, this is not happening. But I showed my husband, and he seriously picked his phone up to tweet something about four different times and threw it 
every single time. Like he never, he ended up not doing it. I was like, don't worry. I'm pretty sure a lot of other people have my back right now in this, <laughs> but like he would pick it up and chuck it because he was just so pissed. He was like, you don't talk to people like that. You especially don't talk yep. to my wife like that. But yeah, I mean, it's outrageous to think that people, especially women, especially women in sports or just fans of sports in general are going to forget that you're a domestic abuser or that you send your mm-hmm. dick pic to them or that you're constantly in their mentions challenging them on every single little thing they say. I started like, blacking those guys and like <laughs> usually I'm more of like a mute person. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to mute. Like, I don't know. Fuck it, I don't care. I'm just going to mute him. Now, you know what? I'm really sick of the reply guys in my mentions lately. Like, if you're going to be an asshole to me, y'all are getting blocked. I'm done being nice. Like, fuck you. I don't have time for this. No. I'm sorry yeah, that we might you. know more about this sport than you do. Get over your tiny dick energy and get out of my mentions, please. <laughs> I watch, like, 200 baseball games a year. You don't know more than I do, weird reply guy. You really I don't. <laughs> I had some dumbass mansplainer trying to tell me that Lucas Giolito was just a two pitch pitcher. Like he actually, oh, had, <laughs> he actually bless your little heart. He's got like a, so he has a fastball. He has two changeups, a slider. So it's just like no, just like dude, shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, it, it seems as if just like whenever you you know put forth anything, I mean, it, it could it could just be you know a rhetorical question, and then men just. Yeah that as mm-hmm. and an opportunity oh like oh a woman you know just asked asked a question online this is my opportunity to bestow some knowledge upon her it's like no dude shut the fuck up yeah i asked her i said like a, i made like a rhetorical statement the other day and it was something like really dumb like oh it was like liam hendrix is coming in twice in a day yeah like, <laughs> and it was obviously very sarcastic and this yeah, guy was like yeah it worked really well in boston and i'm like do you not know that i'm being sarcastic because i feel like it read that way <laughs> like and then i responded i was like yeah i feel like tony doesn't use it and he's like oh that was a rhetorical statement i'm like yeah you fucking moron That's all right rhetorical. let's go around the room what is the dumbest thing you've had mansplained to you i, I had someone mansplain <sighs> what a minor league deal was so when, oh, that's when fucking uh, Jonathan LaCroix was signed to the White Sox, I don't know what the hell I said, but I, I guess I was like, oh, wow. Um, uh, I, I hope he returns to uh, the form he was when he was on the Brewers because he was really fantastic, but not sure where he fits on um, in this White Sox team because like we already have like 50 billion catchers. So I, I don't know what's going on here. And someone's like, oh, well, you know, it's a minor league deal. You know, they sign a guy, uh, you know, who's been around the block. To just you. Get- <laughs> <laughs> I'm remembering that in like, which is already awful language because you're talking about a baseball player like he's a fucking used car. First yeah. Of yeah. I remember this and I'm like remembering that guy and I'm just, oh. And and, and so I, I guess like one of my other followers, what was just like, dude, you're being a mansplainer. And and then like the, <laughs> the, the guy, the guy was like, oh well, I I wasn't like. I, I wasn't, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. And then my, I guess like the, the person was like, like, dude, she's a member of, she's literally a member of the media. She, she knows what she's talking about. 
And I'm like, God, oh, God, I hate men so much. Well, not all men, of course, but like Most. the men that reply to me are, are just like the, the the way that some men talk to me makes me want to die. Yeah. And it sucks because it's like one bad apple. Really. I get super rage. Yeah. Like instantly now, I'm not even like, oh, maybe this guy's trying to be nice. I'm like, listen here, you fucking dick face. <laughs> I am going to claw your face off. <laughs> like yeah. there's no, I've, I've gone from like, you know, normally I'm just like, yeah, okay, weirdo. And I'm now I'm like, listen, fuck face, bite you in an alley. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me once. I don't remember the context, but somebody said something and it, I immediately was like, who the hell is this? And I sent it, I have a few people that I'll like bounce things off of if I'm like, I'm not sure if they're joking or not, or like, I'm pissed off and I don't know, know what to say to this. That's and, exactly yeah. what we do in our, our, our yeah. chat. So Our chat, I also send things to Luke, Bruhan Luke a lot. And I'm like, who is this? And that time I sent it to him and he was like, oh, that's actually like one of my good friends from school. And he was just joking. I was like, okay, well, that was a really weird way to joke. He was like, he's not like that in person, blah, 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 blah. And it was one of those like, Okay, but you have to understand that, like, how often, like, women get pelted with just nonsense. Like, I'm automatically yeah. sometimes just like, <clears throat> so well, and I, I de-escalated. Like, and times, I was pissed. I get guy, uh, like, I don't respond, and my response is usually pretty snarky. And like, part of it's like I'm just like that, and I'll have to. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. Well, you know what? Listen, dude, like, guys send me pictures of their dick. Okay, that's why I don't have my DMs open anymore, which my husband is really thrilled to have just found that out. <laughs> but it's like, do you think that's going to be received well? Because, yeah, you not know how to talk to, like, do you live in your mom's basement? And you don't know how to talk to people? Like, what is happening here? I don't think, I mean, not, and it's not definitely not all dudes, but okay, I, we're I not doing think... not all men, not all men, but enough. Okay. Yes. It That's is. a blanket. We're not, we're not doing this here. Enough. Yeah. So I will say though, that I feel like the feeling of like not feeling safe and even over the internet, like they don't get that sometimes. Um, yeah. And I showed, like I showed you guys earlier today, a gross comment somebody said to me. And even though I'm like, fuck you. And I wanted to respond and say I something back too. to him. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. I don't, I just instead didn't say anything, but also like, it made me feel violated. It's weird how that is, even though like irrationally, I'm like, this is just some douchebag that wants attention. It still made me feel like very violated and like, yeah, not, maybe not like physically unsafe, although I could see for some people it would, but it just makes me feel like yeah, I'm aware that there are some really fucking weird dudes out there. Well, and I think that's how we got, that's how you and I, Kaylin, got kind of yeah with each other because I was noticing the same kind of creepy behavior from certain (laughs) guys on Twitter I'm not going to name names that's a bitchy move but you know I messaged and I was like what the fuck are you getting this too is this how like I've noticed these really weird interactions like what's going on and that it just became a thing where like we would just send each other tweets back and forth like is this guy for real? What is going on? Did you see this? Is this, is he being a creep to you? Like, do we need? Well, to- and I said no because at the yeah. time I thought yeah. he was fine, and then we found out he was not okay. No. 
And not always okay. like when I find that out, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're one of those. Yeah. You just have to wait much uh, for each other. Yeah. It's always a realization yeah. when, when you realize that someone that you thought didn't suck actually sucks. Yeah. Uh, that, that's yeah. always a sobering moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like the amount of guys who've explained to me whenever I say ban the bunt or bunt sucks. Like, no, this is why the sacrifice bunt is good. I'm like, Sarah, it's literally an out. It's a sacrifice bunt. It is literally an out. Literally. <laughs> it's in the name. I still <laughs> Did you hear him? <laughs> exactly. I would like to point out that this gentleman over here, this guy that I married to, say hi. That you, that Colin say hi, hi to Dick. <laughs> hi to Dick, our fan. Um, this guy did not know about baseball that much before we started dating. And I have converted him. And now he is a wonderful fan who also brings snacks during the game. Hey, you know what? It, it's really great when men can learn from us. Uh, <laughs> He's learned a lot. It's a really fantastic thing when, uh, yeah, I, I can teach a man about something. So He will 100% admit to people. He's like, no, my wife knows more about baseball than I do. Like, you, you have to ask her. <laughs> my husband has admitted, because he, he doesn't really, I mean, he used to be a big baseball person, and he just does not follow it this year because he's just so pissed with Tony La Russa, which I get it. And he was pissed at Adam Eaton came back. So he's just like, I was supposed to enjoy this season. And now I only watch the games when and he was like, I learn like White Sox updates from you. Like when you write about them, like, that's how I know what's happening. If you update me personally, or you write about them, that's the only way I know about the White Sox this year. Yeah. Oh, come on, Bill. As one does. (laughs) As one does. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. I think Uh-oh. okay. I don't want to go about on about mansplaining forever because no. we can. It would be easy to. But we do a whole podcast about it. We could it time to aggregate all my a whole podcast of us reading our replies on Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, we should totally do a reply guy draft. Okay. <gasps> we'll call it a mailbag. <laughs> Estrogen power hour mailbag. <laughs> we should pick one a week and read it. I'm open to this. I, I am totally open to I it too. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've gotten some pretty juicy ones lately. So uh, for yeah, sure. I think I, I saw, like Janice gets some doozies. I think I saw somebody quote retweet you and say something about so much for misogyny or something like that. I don't even remember what it was, but it was like so. <laughs> Someone like, quote uh, tweeted me about like, oh, is this what I'm supposed to do when I see a take that I don't agree with? And like, I like, I saw the tweet that I wrote and it was like a really lukewarm tweet about the City Connect jerseys that I'm like, oh, I think I need to warm up to them. I mean, like they could have been better, but they could have been a lot worse. And I'm like, like, dude, like, do you want attention from me this badly? Like, like, like here you go. Here's the attention you ordered. I so. did that to somebody recently. You did. It was like it. It was a guy who didn't even follow me. I was like, "Okay, well, now I'm paying attention to you. The fuck do you want?" 
Oh my God. Or how about the weird God. guy that like tried to cancel Herb Lawrence for uh, talking about <gasps> that guy was Obama's my backside from four fucking years ago? What? Well, and Herb made a good point. Ass. It was a song. And it still <laughs> was a good point. We did something to him. He stopped replying. He did. I think he I mean, it's, it's for the best. Like, I, I think so too. Um, so. Uh, I guess the only person that was just really confused was that by that was a uh, Ruth uh, who commented about how it was awesome that Herb called out uh, again, John Heyman, uh, that uh, piece of fecal matter uh, for <laughs> that Naomi Osaka take earlier. Uh, so, so yeah, it, it's also just really weird that that guy remembered a tweet from four years ago and inferably had it screenshot and saved to his phone. So not exactly that's amazing. what it is. this guy had against Because Earth. that's amazing that like, first of all, that you can keep something in your phone that long and remember that it's there because like, listen, I got shit on my phone from a year ago that I was like, oh, I forgot I had that. <laughs> but also, like, I'm really bad at, like, remembering why I hate certain players sometimes. Like, there are some that I remember why I hate you. Like, a certain big dumb asshole for the Dodgers. I know exactly why I hate him. <laughs> then there's players like Joey Votto where I'm like, I hate you and I don't remember why. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I know I hate you. I don't remember what it is. So, like, that, I have to admire that guy's commitment to hating her for four straight years and for holding on to that tweet, because that is really more energy than I care to have about some guy on the internet. Yeah. I'm just happy that we all jumped in and talked about Adam Engel's ass to shut him I miss up. Adam. God, I miss him. I... That ass will be back soon. You guys have a line on how he did with Charlotte tonight. I, I know Ronaldo Lopez didn't do too well, uh, but... R.I.P. I'm really not looking forward to him coming back. If it happens, maybe because if once Adam Engel comes back, someone's got to go. Who do you think it'll be? Not Larry me. Garcia, Adam Eaton. Oh, Colleen said it. Colleen said it. Colleen said Adam Eaton. Oh, so I mean so Adam, Eaton. Adam Eaton. I want him to, but I don't. You know, it's going to be like the <laughs> Nomar Garcia situation, except not as bad. Where it's like, yeah, we're keeping. He's here. We paid for him. We once had three Garcias, and now we have none. Ah, we have one. <laughs> what about uh, Danny Mendick? I, uh, I want uh, him to say. I kind of do. Just throwing too. names out, okay? I kind of want him to stay, but I don't have a good reason why. Danny uh, Mendick. Gold glove finalist? You don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if he acts like he's confident about it because it someone in my reply is like oh yeah what's danny mendick's slash line from 2019 yeah bitch what's your slash line from 2019 <laughs> <Fuck> you mine's 000 000 in zero makes me crazy when guys when people do that <laughs> well okay, yeah and i mean that logic oh man we're going off topics that's okay my that logic that logic with uh Yasmani Grandal is hilarious because it's like you're trying to fit this instance into this thing and it's not working and no wonder you're upset because you're applying things that don't work places and it's on base 
but his batting average. Yeah. Gets on base. Yeah. If I see one and talk about how they wasted so much money on Grandal, I will, I don't even know. Like, oh, please. They've wasted way more money on way worse guys. They wasted more money on Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton. Yep, not even like (laughs) in the top 10 of that list. Okay. (laughs) Come on. Yeah, that is, that is. Adam Dunn. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear David just yelling, oof? I thought he was saying who. <laughs> but <laughs> um well yeah, like the money is I mean, talking about that is yeah, you could literally apply that to so many people. Mm-hmm. And then also again, back to the point of these are humans to think that it's not a risk to take somebody for four years for however 70 million, whatever it is he's making. It's like that's a risk. It's yeah. like James, I mean, the same things with James Who McCann, kid, Trevor Bauer, it's everywhere. Trevor Bauer is a huge risk. <laughs> yeah, when I fired him into so a volcano. Levels. Maybe to the oh federal government. You guys, I was watching the Mets Diamondbacks game today, and it was on YouTube, which is like, ugh, because then I got to miss the Keith Gary and Ron show. Um, they were doing like what was the biggest signing of 2021 and they were doing like all these random dumb youtube polls and i shit you not one of the announcers said for the biggest get of 2021 on a list that included francisco lindor was both of these nuts (laughs) (laughs) he goes trevor bauer and i was like this is why no one will ever take youtube seriously as a media channel (laughs) this is why you don't get TV deals because you have fucking chowderheads doing chowderheads. Your play by head. Think chowderheads or chowderheads. Chowderheads. Bam chowderheads. Oh, okay. okay. Chowderheads. So it's like when I misheard Mary is Barry. Not really. (laughs) It's confusing. If Colleen was the the GM, she could probably get me a sweet discount on my burial torso. Here, corpse that we're gonna embalm into the scout seats and then move around the stadium. Just let Billy know how much he needs to pay up front when you're a GM. (laughs) Okay, he'll probably just have to pay for the embalming fluid. Like, I'm sure there's a guy that can do it for us. Just let him know. Yeah, you just like stick a tube up someone's. I don't know how it works. (laughs) Get someone from the museum to explain it, and we'll like do it like a mummy. They could just use one of the like uh, food stands to be like a little funeral preparation area like a body prep mortuary dude i'm pretty sure those food stands have never been cleaned so there's some shit living in there all all on their own i eat a lot of food there so do i like one using one space for a few dead bodies is not gonna be that big of a deal listen i eat a lot of food there too (laughs) and i've eaten a lot of questionable places if i'm not dead yet it's not happening yeah totally i mean it's not gonna food's not gonna do me wrong Like you're missing out. They, they, they just stick a tube up your butthole, and then they just <laughs> suck all the organs out. Um, that's pretty much what happens in the rules I just made up about how. Yeah, they just, like put fago through your veins, maybe yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that preserves you essentially. So Heinz ketchup, so you look fresh. Well, if if you're my grandmother who lived to her very late nineties, it was whiskey. Mm-hmm. 
I have a guest. <gasps> this is Hank. 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 He heard we were talking about embalming and he was like, yes, I'm here. Dead stuff. <laughs> Hank is secretly an undertaker. Are you the undertaker? Are you the undertaker? He's like, I hate this. I want to leave. <laughs> Attention. <laughs> okay, he'll, he'll stay. Okay. So, spoiler alert. I just saw Colleen's message. <laughs> you forgot to do a commercial break. Again. Ah! It's all right. I, I, I have forgotten to take so many breaks with Northside Socks. And I, 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 would ju- I just tell Brett, like, hey, I'm really sorry. Like, we had such a fantastic conversation that we forgot to take a fucking break. But you're just going to have to live with that. Um, Listen, Brett, deal with it. He can wedge in a fucking commercial somewhere. So He's yeah, fine. he could throw in his Cialis commercial or wh- whatever the hell it is. Like, did you just like any time? Then, all right, Keelan's got the background music there. There we go. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, this has been a uh, an estrogen power hour where we just essentially uh, talk shit with everything that is wrong with baseball. Uh, there's a lot of shit that's wrong with baseball, but yeah, but we had topics this time. We did. We did indeed have topics, and I somewhat stayed sober. So we sort yeah. of stayed on topic. I'm gonna pat we did. Stuff. Good job, us. Good job. Episode Woo! two. Episode two, where we follow a schedule-ish. But essentially, John Heyman sucks. Um, ah, everybody. Happy that. Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Always. Hail Satan. Please stop. Pictures of your dicks. Yeah, please leave us alone. Who said hail Satan? Because we forgot that last time. Yes, hail Satan. Uh, we will talk shit about you if you are in our replies with some dumbass bullshit. So we're gonna start mailbag yeah. next time. Estrogen Be power hour mailbag. Yep. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna. I gotta start compiling some of my douchebag responses. We should. Uh, we need we a spreadsheet. Want to keep the names included. <laughs> a spreadsheet. Yeah. We can think about it. It depends mm. on how egregious it is. Precisely. And if they're in our fan base, maybe. But anyway, we are the ladies of Southside Socks. I'm Janice. Crystal. I'm K- Colleen. Keelan. Woo! Go us. Hank. Hank the mascot. An honorary lady of Southside Socks. Oh, Hank. He doesn't have balls. And David. Well, David's going to say goodbye. And David. David. Yeah. Hi, David. That's my dad's name. Oh, Sign shit. Off. Nobody look that up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, maybe next week he'll talk about why he hates the Reds fake all you can eat bar because that was very popular. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 bye.